For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in our number three of the program here on Friday. And uh, we are taking your phone calls again, 508-996-0500. You, can all, you know what? If you never can remember the phone number, it's easy for me. I have it memorized. And also, it's on a sign on the wall in front of me just in case I forget. But it's easy for me to remember the number all the time, but maybe not you. Maybe maybe you don't have it written down. Maybe you don't have it memorized like I do, but you want to call in and be heard. I, and I've been telling you about how you can use App Chat on the WBSM app to send in a message, a text message that we can read on the air. I've been telling you how you can use the open line feature so that you can send in a voicemail that we can play on the air. But what I should probably also mention is that if you open up the WBSM app, there's a button right there in the middle that says call us. So if you don't know the number to call, rather than wait for me to say it again the next time, you can just press that button and the app will call us in the studio. I'm telling you, this thing does everything. It does everything but make you an omelet when you wake up in the morning and maybe, maybe the IT folks are working on that yet and they just haven't told us about it yet. But this is one of the great features that makes it such a, an interactive tool for communicating with us here at WBSM. It will do everything. You can call us, text us, voicemail us, all right through the app. And we can send you breaking news like Kate's story about more details about the uh, fatal incident at UMass Dartmouth yesterday in which a freshman was killed. And all of the other news stories of the day, the body found in, in the Taunton River. You can know about all of this stuff right there on your handheld device, plus live traffic, live weather, alarm clock, all kinds of things, all built into the WBSM app, and it's all thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. So if you haven't downloaded it, do so. What are you waiting for? It's everything that you are looking for in an interactive app. So, yes, you can call us directly through it. And uh, there is more information about that uh, incident at UMass Dartmouth. Kate has the information there. It was UMass Dartmouth freshman Frank Patillo Jr. Uh, who was killed. The chancellor named him last night in a press release or in a statement to the school. But uh, there's also information here that kind of contradicts some of the rumor that's been going around uh, that um, the student driver who struck Patillo remained at the scene with the gray Honda Accord that was involved in the crash. So it was not a hit and run, which was some of the speculation and some of the rumor that was going around. The the, the person who struck Frank Patillo Jr., uh, which ended up claiming his life, did stay at the scene. So 
It was not an incident of a of a hit and run. And again, Kate's been working up a, a, a storm over there in the newsroom all morning long, putting out stories, all all kinds of informative pieces for you at WBSM.com and on the app. But also, if you're looking for a break from all that serious news, you can check out my article on the weird way that some people say Fairhaven. And uh, I was getting some phone calls from some folks earlier about it. I've been walking around the building asking people how they say it. And now I'm making them self-conscious. People who are in radio who will be on the air saying Fairhaven very frequently are now self-conscious about the fact that they may say Fairhaven because of me. Sorry. Sorry, guys. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hey, you could say Fairhaven, Martha's Vineyard. It don't matter. Well, that'd be an odd way to refer to this town if you were trying to talk about it. Yeah, but you're located in uh, Fairhaven. But I get that. I was just being, you know, whatever. Sure. What's on your mind? You know, there seems to be, I don't know what the hit run details are, but there seems to be a lot less respect for motor vehicles these days. Uh, People walking in the middle of the road, Mm -hmm. walking across the road on their telephones, uh, running down the middle of the road. Bike paths that go down the road. Uh, I don't know what the, the, the particulars are behind it, but I see a lot of that. Kids riding bicycles in the middle of the road. You know, years ago, we rode a bicycle where really somebody blew the horn. We got out of the way, you know, and it just, I think maybe it's starting to up. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe this is all part of the, the loss. Lack of respect for a lot of things. Well, not particularly naming one thing, but the, the the scary part about it is not only are the people who are crossing the road or maybe riding on their bicycles not only are they distracted, but the drivers themselves are distracted too. So everybody's looking at their cell phone and nobody's paying attention to what's going on. So even if you had maybe maybe the driver might be coming at you, but if you're paying attention, you can step out of the way. Or if you're driving and somebody steps into the road and you could move out of the way, but if both sides are distracted, it's yeah. a disaster waiting to happen. No, I, I get that. And oh, I think you're cutting out on me a little bit there. We said we could dive into another facet of that with the tech industry. And it seems pretty funny. I mean, this is, this is just around the, around the switch in the corner a little bit. But, you know, we let tech develop, develop things and then we don't think about the adverse effects like texting and driving and many things like that, you know. So, eh, just a little a little input, a little thought process. Much appreciated. You have a nice day. You as well. Uh, Take let's care. Let's all be careful and let's all be respectful of the motor vehicles. And people, and people are on the edge bigger than, more so than ever. Well, to be to be fair, the onus is on the, the drivers of the motor vehicles to be more respectful of pedestrians and bicyclists. They both have the right of way. Yeah, I get they have the right of way, but, you know, it shouldn't be in the middle of the road. Right, use the crosswalk. Yeah, use the crosswalk. That way everybody's safe and nobody gets killed. And we end up wanting to persecute somebody for an accident. You know, I'm sure, I mean, if somebody intentionally runs somebody over, that's one story. But when you have an accident and somebody happens to get killed, Oh, I'm sorry. That's my fault, Larry. I didn't mean to hang up on you. That's totally my fault. I didn't have the receiver off the line. 
my my apologies. I was trying to put the next caller on hold. I was not trying to cut you off in any way. So if you feel like you want to call back, you certainly can because that was my fault. Um, knew I was going to do that today. Don't know why this was even put on the receiver. Back on the, the phone. It doesn't need to be. All right. You are on WBSM. Hello. Hi, good morning, Tim. What's on your mind? Uh, not too much. Uh, in regards to the previous call, that's talking about distracted driving in you know in a couple of ways. Everyone always goes to cell phones, but I just recently had my car totaled by someone with their cat, with their dog in the vehicle that rear-ended me on a on a uh, very residential street that wasn't paying attention because they were paying more attention to the damn dog. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I I can see that happening. My, my I don't even put my dog in the car because she can't just sit still. No, no, and so many I can't go one day without seeing somebody driving around with the dog in the front seat and of course now I'm more conscious of it, but I've always always said that there's more than just cell phones and it's always people refer to distracted driving as cell phones and there's so many other things that people are distracted by whether it's eating, drinking, you know, whatever it might be and of course like getting the dogs in the front seat, in their lap. How can you pay attention to that? What's well, attention to driving with the dog in your lap? I don't even know if people realize it, but it's illegal to, to eat while you're driving. You're not supposed oh, I, to do that. Right, absolutely. We all but do it, but it's illegal. Right, exactly, exactly, but... I mean, I'm, I mean, it's one thing if you're trying to like eat a eat a couple of French fries or something from the drive-through. There's people that are out there having a full steak dinner behind the wheel. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I I think that's a very valid point. That you're right. It's not just the cell phones, and I've I've always been an advocate of that. If you, you know, it's actually if you let people text and drive, they'll eventually learn how to do it correctly. People sure. were worried when radios were put into cars that that was going to distract people and lead to people getting killed. Like so, you need to you need to kind of let society adjust to to that technology. But no. it, it no. seems it seems like it is it is proving to be more more of a killer than than uh, than we thought it would be. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for the call. No problem. Take Have care. Have a good day. You 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, and um, that is that is a great point. There are a lot of things that distract drivers that people don't consider to be distractions. If you look at some of the cars they're building now and the entertainment systems that they're putting in the car, you know, the the the, the screen that you have in the dashboard with all of these great tools to be able to utilize while you're on a drive. You know, I love the fact that you can just put the WBSM app on your car dashboard and listen to us so that no matter where you go, you never lose the signal. Like, I love that you have that option, but also the more, the smarter that those dashboards get, the more things that might be on there that can distract you. You know, I remember reading an article and I don't have one of those fancy dashboard in-dash entertainment systems. Um, I drive a 20, I think a 2011 car or something. So uh, I don't, I don't know what it's like to have one of those every single day. I've just had it a few times in a, in a rental car or something. But I know that there was a story that I read a while ago where uh, Meta, well, before I think this is even pre-Meta, before it was Meta, but Facebook was looking to have integration into those dashboards because they were concerned about whether or not people were opening up their phone to do things on Facebook while they were driving. So they were like, if we put it on to the smart radios, then then it's all integrated and it's in there on the screen. But then it became, yeah, but then people will just be obsessed with checking Facebook on the dashboard and not paying attention to the road. So I don't know where that ended up going. I don't know if it ended up being so that it could be added in 
as a, as an app that's usable in those cars. Uh, as you see in a lot of car commercials now, they have cars that have Wi-Fi in them designed so that the people that are in the car, the passengers that are in the car, can utilize that Wi-Fi system and so that the car itself can have more features um, in that smart dash. But you're also just making it easier for the driver to remain connected to all of that as well. So it, there, there's a lot of things that can distract you besides just texting. Um, and, and, and having a hands-free device helps, but it doesn't solve all of those issues either. Uh, I know that, you know, when my dog is in the car, she doesn't like the car. She gets car sick. Even when I give her Dramamine, she gets car sick. I can usually get her to the groomer without much trouble, but like she doesn't want to get in the car and drive around all Sunday. She, she is not a fan of it. She does, she, she loves the idea of getting in it. And then when she gets in it, she's like, what was I asking for here? I was so very wrong. So it's, it's definitely a distraction for me if she's in the car because she's wandering around. She's trying to climb from the back seat into the front seat. She's trying to scratch at the door, like all these things. So I, I, do have to turn around and, you know, maybe pet her for a few moments to calm her down. Um, I, I try to put her in the front seat, but it's worse when she's in the front seat because she can see too much of what's going on around her outside, and that freaks her out even more. In the back seat, she can at least lay down a little bit and pretend like it's not happening. But it is it is a distraction to have her in the car, so I try to avoid it. And so I definitely see that point of, of why that could lead to a lot of issues as well. Eating in the car. You know, how many times has somebody you know nearly nearly crash into something because they were reaching into the bag to get uh, to get the ketchup or something or reaching over for a napkin or what have you uh, i i've had i've spent years having to eat my dinner in the car when i was a sports writer you know you would go out and you'd have to cover a game you got to get back to the newsroom or your house to write up the story you don't have time to make anything to eat you better just grab something and I always joked that before I was a sports writer, I, you know, I weighed 112 pounds, which isn't true, but it's, a, it's definitely a lifestyle that is not conducive to healthy eating. I would go to a Celtics game covering the Celtics. I would go up to Boston and at five o'clock they would feed you dinner before the game and you would have a nice dinner at five o'clock, but you're not leaving the garden till one o'clock in the morning and get out. You're starving. And what's open? A drive-through. What are you gonna? How are you gonna eat it? You can't eat it in the restaurant. You're gonna be driving while you eat it. So it's it, it certainly is a distraction for sure. I know a lot of you think that you've perfected the art of steering with your knees and dipping your McNuggets at the same time, but it, it doesn't work nearly as safely as you think that it does. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We can talk about that. We can also talk about, as I mentioned earlier. There is that story that the Standard Times put up, and it's based on social media rumor. They haven't gotten con- – which, uh, again, I, I gave Matt Ferrer some, a lot of credit for, for writing the story. He's done a good job of covering some local things. But the more I think about it, I'm also thinking you're writing about a Facebook rumor or a social media rumor with the school – neither the school nor the police confirming that it happened. And the more I think about it – and this is this is no offense toward Matt because I'm sure it was assigned – but – if that was happening here, we we wouldn't write the story. We wouldn't just write about a social media rumor, I don't think. We probably have in the past. But we I always tell everybody, get confirmation that the incident happened before you write about it. 
But the incident that they wrote about is that a school administrator, a vice principal for the class of 2026, allegedly choked a student yesterday in school. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that one way or the other. Uh, and then also earlier we were talking about, as I mentioned, I drove in and was listening this morning and heard Phil promoting the Easter events that are happening in public parks that Baphomet, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> Baphomet, hold on, getting ahead of myself, that the Way of the Cross will be reenacted at Buttonwood Park, I'm sorry, Brooklawn Park, and that, um, of course, the, the sunrise service they have every year at Fort Phoenix, that these will be taking part. And I'm thinking to myself, I remember when Baphomet was placed in that holiday display at Klasky Common, which, by the way, you know, was technically incorrect. That's not the way that you should, if you wanted to have something included in that display, you don't just show up and add it in. You know, that's managed by DPI. That's managed by and, and you know, created by the kids from Greater New Bedford Vogue Tech. There should be a process to submitting something if you want to have it added in. But the argument that I heard at the time was keep your religious iconography out of my public park. And I think that there is no more greater religious iconography than reenacting the way of the cross. And, and, and please, don't feel like I'm saying that it shouldn't happen. It absolutely should. They have every right to be able to do it. And I'm sure they pulled all the proper permits to have these things take place or filled out whatever paperwork that had to be done, if it had to be done. And same thing for Fort Phoenix. You know, so I'm not I'm not condemning these these services and ceremonies at all. But I'm just saying I think that it's hypocritical if people that called in to say Baphomet doesn't belong in a public park, I don't pay tax dollars for them to be able to put their religious iconography in my park if if there's going to be one's, you know, religious iconography that you agree with and you're okay with that. You can't say one is okay and the other isn't. And there was a lot of that. First of all, there was days of misinformation about Baphomet. There was days of misinformation about what Satanists actually believe. Whether or not Baphomet is a Satanist symbol, it's just kind of something that's been adopted by them. It's it's not a satanical thing on the surface. And it's it's about the duality of belief. And it, by the way, even Satanists don't like worship the devil and hope that evil reigns supreme. They worship Satan as a metamorphosis of Lucifer who was rebellious to the religious dogma in their mind. That's what it's about. It's about being able to stand up to the organized beliefs and to say, I want to believe something different. They don't like, it's it's not like these cults that people associate them with. When you say that there's a satanic cult, somebody who goes out there and actually you know, commits rituals and, 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 and murders in the name of Satan. That's not what Satanism is. The Church of Satan, if you go there, is not about that. But I know some of you just don't want to hear it because it goes against what it is what it is that you believe. And I think that you have to admit that if you're going to allow for Christian Easter services, ceremonies, and observations to take place in public parks... Baphomet should have a place in the public parks as well. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. But right now, we got to take a break. Hey, girl. Move a little closer. 
Kajagoogoo there for you. So, uh, hey, you don't have to be too shy about heading out to Barrels and Boards to have yourself a great experience, both at the restaurant and at the marketplace. But this weekend, they're offering a marketplace special that I want to tell you about. So all day today and all day tomorrow on takeout orders only, which you can go and get right through the marketplace, you can get all of the, the food that they make there. You can have pre-made meals there. And if you get it from the marketplace, you can get fish and chips for seventeen ninety nine, which is, you know, they give you a nice big, huge portion of fish and chips. But they're offering free chowder for all takeout fish and chips orders through the marketplace all day today and all day tomorrow. Takeout orders only. A complimentary cup of chowder with every takeout order. So you want to go and check that out at the at the Barrels and Boards Marketplace. All you have to do is go right to the restaurant on Route 138 in Raynham. Right next to the restaurant is the Marketplace where you can go in and do all of your shopping for meat and seafood. And you can get frozen pizzas. You can get some pre-made meals. Get some stuff to last you throughout the course of the week. You can get some of that delicious bacon that they serve. The candied bacon with the butterscotch dipping sauce. You can get it all there. Maybe maybe you're not even a bacon fan, but you love the butterscotch sauce. You can get that in a bottle right there. They have all of the same ingredients that they use in the kitchen available for you to buy to take home. And so, and don't forget this week, free, fish and chips comes with a free chowder through the marketplace, $17.99. What a steal. And uh, check them out again at Route 138 in Raynham, or you can go online, barrelsandboardsma.com. That's barrels, the letter N, boardsma.com. You can also go and visit them on Facebook as well. That's where I found that amazing special. So you should be following them and liking them. And then you will always be able to find out all the latest deals. They're always offering something cool over there at Barrels and Boards and the Barrels and Boards Marketplace. Okay, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on some of the things that we've been talking about. Or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Uh, we were talking a little while ago about distracted driving. Not that we know that that was necessarily involved in this case at UMass Dartmouth, um, but it is a tragic death nonetheless. The idea of, uh, you know, as I was trying to say earlier, Ring Road, the way that that campus is set up, they try to centralize everything in certain areas. And they try to keep, you know, it was, it was, so when I went to school there in the, in the mid to late 90s, so I was there from 96 to 2000. And when you, when you go there, then you would go into Ring Road and there would be huge portions of Ring Road where you didn't really have to worry about traffic. You didn't really have to worry about people outside of those who were walking the ring for exercise, you know, people that would, um, on their lunch break, they would take a walk around. People who would jog it, you had to be cautious of that. Those people, those folks were always around bicyclists. But there were there were also certain sections that you knew there wasn't going to be a lot of traffic. On the, I guess it would be the west side of Ring Road, there wasn't a lot of in and out of traffic. There were parking lots back there, like behind the Group Six building, that barely anybody ever used. And when when 
my wife and I were dating when we were when we went to school together, and we would drive together every day. And the way that our classes were scheduled, you know, we would have quite often we would have like a morning class, and then we might have hours before we had our next class in the afternoon. And so, especially as we got higher up, um, because the the classes were only held at certain times. So we tried we tried to make a schedule that would make it so we could both work full time, but it didn't always work out that way. Sometimes you were going taking a class from nine to ten thirty, and then your next class wasn't until two. And so we would go out and have lunch or something, or you know run some errands, and maybe maybe go back into the group six parking lot and take a nap in the car. I used to have it was the 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 running joke was that I had my nap time every day. When I forget what semester it was, but she had two courses in a row when I didn't have any courses and I would sleep in one of the the lounge areas in the group one building and I snore. So people knew that I'd be there in that little alcove snoring during that time. Uh, But at least they knew that I was breathing. Turns out I would stop breathing because I had sleep apnea and didn't know it. Nobody told me. Thanks, fellow classmates. But so, you know, that's how desolate I'll say that it was back on that side of things back then. But they built new housing there. And now the entire ring is active all the time with people, people going across, people pulling in and out of parking lots. So it's far more high traffic than it was when I went there. And it's it's certainly a danger if you enter into Ring Road and you're going to be distracted in any way. And again, I don't know that there was distraction involved in this. It was 5.30 in the afternoon. I know it got a little overcast last night and it, it got a little bit darker. But at 5.30, you could still see perfectly fine. Um, so I don't think it was a matter of, the, you know, the fog was burnt off by then. And it wasn't like darkness had settled in. So, I, and again, I'm just kind of speculating here on what might have been some of the reason behind it. I I don't know anything formally about it. But once you enter into Ring Road, you need to be paying attention. And once you are utilizing and approaching Ring Road as a pedestrian, as a jogger, as a bicyclist, whatever it may be, just crossing the road to get to your car, you've got to be aware of the road too. When we would take my son to swimming, it would be obviously the pool is in the athletic building the Trip Athletic Center, and we would make sure that if we could, we would park on the same side as the building. So it would be on the right-hand side of Ring Road. And we would tell him, get out of the car on the right-hand side of the car and stand there in the, you know, it's like a little wooded area off, off the side. And we would walk through that wooded area over to the building so that we would avoid Ring Road. But sometimes we couldn't park there. We'd have to park in a parking lot across the way. And then you've got to be you've got to be very careful. Or if we left and we were on Ring Road and you know he wanted to go we would walk with our ourselves on the outside and him inside. And then when it came time to get to the car, you better believe you're getting in on that right-hand side that's in, facing into the woods rather than the left-hand side, which is directly into the road. And I told them, I said, this is based on all the years that your mother and I went here, and we realized that you know, the people who drive here are not paying attention. So again, I don't know that those were the details, those were the specifics, but I know that it's been something we've been cautiously aware of 
at least as long as I've been going to UMass Dartmouth for things. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hello. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. You were talking about how people, some people pronounce Fairhaven. Yes. Well, they do the same thing with New Bethed. That's true. <laughs> I think it's a Boston thing, omitting the R's. You know, the best example is Chowda. <laughs> true, but I think I think do I think changing an A to an R is different than what they do. I mean, an R to an A is different what they do with New Bedford. Like the New Bedford is just I don't get it. It's like it's like there's only one D. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but they they omit the R's though. They don't say New Bedford. So, so do you hear a lot of people say Fahaven? I I haven't really noticed. I probably do. You know, say Fahaven. I, I probably have done it. I think it's just something that you know, like when people move down south, they start they start with that uh, southern accent. You True. Know? Yeah. And I think it, it did come from some of this came from Boston. But you know what irks me the most is when people say the word. They don't say ask. They say ax. Go ask. Oh, go yeah. ax him. Go ax him. I'm like, I'm not going to go ax him. I'm not Lizzie Borden. You ax him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what bothers younger people though is the the little bit of that transatlantic accent that still has stuck around. So like my grandparents would say, and and Barry says it too, not to pick on him, but my grandparents would always say bathroom and ask. I would ask you this, you know that that Kennedy esque what they call that the transatlantic yeah, the, the transatlantic yeah. accent. So some of that is still around, and young people can't stand that. Young people get really mad about that. So you can just turn around and say, well, I'd rather ask a question than ask a question. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. That'll yeah. work. All right. I like that Boston accent. I like the Boston accent, but I think it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It, it's not cool when people try to do it, though, and they, they, they make it oh, sound yeah, far yeah. worse than it is. Oh, like some of the actors who played in different Boston movies or whatever, located in Boston. Yeah, you're right. I recently <laughs> rewatched uh, Goodwill Hunting for the first time in a long time, and I thought to myself, how did Matt Damon and Ben Affleck get the Boston accent so wrong? Like, uh -huh. they grew up there. How did they not know how to oh, just talk true. normally? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, but I guess when okay, you learn, have that, a great. Oh, sorry, sorry? You, you you as well. Yeah, thank you. Take care. I guess um, I guess when you sorry there, I didn't mean to hang up on you there. I guess when you spend years trying to lose it as a as an actor, it might be hard to bring it back. One of the better shows when it comes to Boston accents is uh, City on a Hill on Showtime. Like, even like Kevin Bacon's accent is pretty good. Um, a lot of the cops that are on that show, you know, have Boston accents. There's a lawyer, a prosecutor from the DA's office who has a really bad Boston accent. And I was like, I don't know that the prosecutor would sound that way. Um, but th there is one cop who just tries a little bit too hard and it's a little bit of a distraction. But th that's probably one of the better shows when it comes to Boston accents. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are we doing this morning? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm here. Hey, uh, listening to your comments about distracted driving, I, I'll pick up another thing. I don't know about you, but in the city especially, put a distra distracted driving aside. How about just speeding? In other yeah. words, I, to me, maybe I'm just getting old or whatever. I am old. It seems like when I'm at the intersection of a uh, of a street and a thoroughfare, and I'm trying to get into the intersection, there might be a driver quite a ways down there that if I just proceeded normally and everything, or I'd be might be all right. But it seems like they, they try to speed up so they don't let you out of there, okay? And uh, I, I just think if people slow down and follow the normal, you know, rules of the road and the normal speed limits, um, you probably have less accidents too. 
Yeah, I, speeding is definitely a major factor when it comes into Ring Road. Do, do, do you notice that in New Bedford, though? I, I, you know, is it, or is it just me? I'm trying to get into, let's say, a, you know, a, a major thoroughfare, and, and there might be a car coming by, which I have to stop for, but then there's somebody that's further in the back, and they seem to speed up not to try to let me in. Do you ever have that happen to you, or that's just me getting old? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I see things, you know, driving around, not and not just New Bedford, but in some of the more populated areas, you know, like around the Dartmouth Mall area. And, like, it's just like when people see more cars, they suddenly forget how to drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes, too, what I do is uh, the shortest distance between two points might be a straight line. But to avoid some of this uh, crazy traffic, I might take a long route to get there. You know, it might be longer, but it... Uh, it's it's a little less uh, occupied and it's a little slower and everything and uh, get get through that way. It's like you say going up Route Six uh, and Kempton Street. Yeah, coming down Kempton Street and trying to get in there and out of there. Yeah, I I think people still think they're on the Route Six that's further up as they're coming into the city. They're still you know, doing a pretty good uh, pace uh, when you get down to the lights there where the old Orchid Diner used to be and everything like that. Well, it's still there, but. Uh, you know, it just seems that, hey, you're in the city now, uh, slow down, you know. Uh, I, I always see the signs, drive as, as if you're a child of you. Drive as if your grandmother was crossing here or something like that. Right, know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I was just wondering if it was me or, uh, but it seems some drivers, they, they, they if you're trying to enter, a, you know, a thoroughfare and you're on a side street, uh, they'll see you. And if you just, everything just went normal, you could easily blend in, but then all of a sudden they're, uh, uh, they're gassing it to try to stop you from entering and yeah, like it's like it's some sort of competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's it's the uh, computer games that you know, we you chase one another, Grand Theft Auto or whatever. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with those, but maybe they figure they can just hit the uh, uh, the the reboot button and everything will be okay. But there's no reboot no, you, button in you, life. You don't sure. you don't have unlimited lives in this game. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Thank All you right, for the Tim, call. Take care. Bye bye. Have a good one. Yep. Uh, yeah, I did notice, I noticed the other day that I was at an intersection and somebody was standing there waiting to go, waiting to walk, and they didn't get the green hand signal or whatever it is that tells them that they can go, and they waited until the light turned green for the people that could come out and turn right, right in front of that person, and then she walked into the road. So, like, as I'm the first car, and as I'm getting ready to turn, because I can go now, and I can see that she has the red hand not to go, she just decided to walk out anyway. And, like, had I not instantly reacted, I probably would have hit her. Now, hopefully I wouldn't have done much damage because I wasn't going fast. But still, like, that shouldn't happen. Um, let's see. Answered 7 in a Kushnet has sent over uh, a couple of messages here. So give me a second. Oh, uh, hold on here. I wish it was a little bit easier to click into the messages here. But places where there are no sidewalks, like a school campus, should have a section on the road with a lane for pedestrians, like the bike-only lane. That's That would be a good idea, I think. And another thing they could do at a UMass campus is put speed bumps all around the circle. They do that. They do do that at UMass Dartmouth. They have speed bumps in the areas of where there are crosswalks. But I think if they had some more frequent ones, that might help. I just don't know what the traffic issues are when everybody's getting there you know, for early morning classes or anything. I don't remember there ever being traffic backups in Ring Road, but it could just be my own, you know, mistaken brain. I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. Tomorrow we are going to have Tom Hodgson filling in for Ken Pittman during the Ken Pittman show from 9 to noon tomorrow morning. And I think before I'm going to come in here and I'm going to help him out and I'm going to run the board for him. But before I do that, I think I'm going to swing by just another Phoenix restaurant on Fawns Corner Road in Dartmouth to get some of their weekend specials because check this out. Chicken bacon ranch omelet, $14.95. Blueberry lemon crumble pancakes, $9.95. 
bacon, onion, pepper jack omelet, twelve ninety five. Chunky Monkey Pancakes, which feature banana and chocolate and nuts, ten ninety five. Two eggs with a Portuguese steak with gravy and red peppers, uh, steak tips rather, with gravy and red peppers. I've had that there. So good. Sixteen ninety five. And I think I might get the caramel apple nut stuffed French Texas toast for nine ninety five. Just some of the great meals you can get this weekend at Just Another Phoenix in Dartmouth. If you don't have time to sit in the restaurant, like I probably won't, I'm probably going to be on my way here. I'm going to make sure I go through the drive through because you can get the complete menu through the drive-thru and uh, bring it to wherever you need to eat your breakfast. So just another Phoenix on Fawns Corner Road in Dartmouth. All kinds of great specials there for you all weekend long. Got to take my final break of the hour. Be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.